Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode 12 of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And here we are, episode 12, guys. And Even uh, doesn't. Yeah, and we're all together again. Yes. Dan, where were you? <laughs> where were you? You didn't show up. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was in uh, Portugal, Spain, and Gibraltar for three weeks. Oh, yeah. Poor thing. And I had yeah, poor yeah. thing. And I had a yeah. uh, I had a terrible, terrible time. You Good. Know, you know, drinking cheap beer and you know swimming and hitting the beaches and you know it was just awful. I think <laughs> what people want to know, though, is did you do any ghost hunting or spirit hunting? Well, or? I didn't do any formal ghost hunting, but I did have some activity or some experiences when I was there, which uh, kind of surprised me. But I guess if I, if I see them here, I'm going to see them in other places. Right. And uh, the first place uh, I saw something was, you guys have heard of Fatima. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. where the where uh, those three kids way back in the 30s or 40s, I think, saw the the Mother Mary up, right. in, the, up in the clouds there, yep. and it became like a oh yes, it's now become okay. a big pilgrimage to Fatima, and right, it's a very uh, you know very it's a Catholic country, and that's a big thing. Like a lot of people will walk to Fatima and show their faith, and some of them will walk on their knees, and you know and mm-hmm. travel hundreds of miles like to do this thing and mm-hmm. and where's these where these kids allegedly saw the the mother mary up in up in the sky and uh but they have this system of caves in fatima and uh it's it's called the the grutish and that's caves in portuguese so it's grutish de fatima and they're they're wicked uh these two hunters in 1971 were hunting rabbits and one of the guys almost fell down a hole and they discovered the, this beautiful cave system, and uh, they turned it into a tourist trap <laughs> or right, a tourist right, site. Right. But uh, I'll, I'll put one of the uh, I'll put one of the pictures up on on the, the Facebook page. It's really cool. And uh, I mean, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm six foot seven. You know, I don't think I've ever told anybody how tall I was, but you guys keep calling me Big Dan on here. <laughs> but uh, so you see me in a cave with all these little Portuguese people. <laughs> you know, it was it was a lot of fun. But almost as soon as we got in there, we got to the bottom of this this uh, I guess uh, incline where from the entrance, and I could see this gray, this really tall, thin gray humanoid. I want to say. Mm. Only for a split second, walking up the ramp towards the tour group, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, you got to figure they're everywhere. There are things everywhere, right? Yeah. Whether they're human spirits or entities or tall, gray, skinny, freaky-looking things." It's but I but uh, I just kind of looked at it and I took a picture of where I saw it, but uh, I didn't pick up anything uh, on the camera. But as we after we got out, my wife goes, "So." Uh, did you see anything down in the caves? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, didn't see a darn thing. Yeah, right. But, uh, and other than that, uh, my mother-in-law owns a home in Portugal uh, on a coastal town. And I saw a few spirits inside the house, but I attributed those to like her her husband who passed away mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like my father-in-law or, or relatives. But uh, the one day I came out of the bedroom, I was kind of looking down and I could see a pair of brown legs like trousers mm-hmm. he never wore stuff like that he always wore blue jeans or you know because he was oh, a tradesman right. a carpenter right, right. but uh, I could see like these uh, I think it was a man was, well probably because most of the women over there wore skirts all the time right mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I saw like the pair like from the knee down stand right side of the door and as soon as I opened the door phew, they Gosh. disappeared and I was like oh and I said uh, hola <laughs> you know, uh, so family trip, but family trip, but uh, yeah, it, st- still some spirits right. m- mucking around and saying yeah, hello and making themselves known, and and uh, that's to be expected, I guess, when you're in, into the paranormal stuff too. They're right? everywhere, and as we're sitting here talking, they're like, and and we're we're on stage here in the theater. I, I keep there's there's keeps seeing someone over here on our right hand side. 
I've seen that little guy. And I, I've seen someone taller, like a, a man with him, but uh, just over by the stage here. Hmm. And so, when we first came in, something took Dan and, and my breath away, oh, which is really bizarre. Yeah, we walked up the stairs from the, the lower level, and we were both like, it's only, what, eight steps? Yeah, maybe. Kind well, of in a... Yeah, it's not much. we were yeah. both like, something took all the air out of our lungs and yeah, was, felt the pressure bizarre. and stuff. It was bizarre. It was, but, I, uh, yeah. I interpret it as negative because... It left me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Your antenna's not up, right? <laughs> I but, guess uh, not. I'm too any, comfortable here. Anywho, I'm back. We're going to try and get back on track here with uh, one pod a week, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and, and just uh, so people know, that's the goal. Um, but there will be scheduling. Danny and I did tend to do more while the big guy was gone. But then we got kids that go to school, and that gets in the way. And Life. And yeah, the everything. kids want to ride, and they want food, and all those, you know, come on. <laughs> we got a pod to do, but yeah. anyway. We're back. How dare they want to be fed and nourished. and <laughs> You're old enough to look after yourselves. Yeah. Tuition's paid for and yeah. stuff like that. But while we were sort of on a little bit of a break there. We got lots of uh, Facebook requests. We've got lots of emails. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of going crazy, which we certainly appreciate. Uh, do we know. ever. Um, what we'd like you to do is, when you're listening to our podcast, hit the subscribe button. Please. If you can. Yeah. Please. doesn't yep. cost you a penny. That's right. You know, And it'll let you know when... Yep. A new episode. When there's a is new up. one posted. Yep. Pops right and up it does there. a world of good for us to help us grow this podcast. It sure does. It does a and, lot for and us. And head over to the Facebook page and like and share and follow and you can see uh, yep. see some of the stuff, see some of the pictures that we post and see some of the other things. And yep. We're just reviewing some of our uh, our past podcasts and and our very first one. John, you had this incredible story. Mm-hmm. Uh, true story. The origin of John. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we were introducing ourselves and we were telling a little bit about our stories, but uh, your story goes so much more in-depth and it really hasn't stopped. No, it's true. It hasn't. It's, no. hasn't. it's a continuous. It it's, yeah, it's got multiple chapters and keep writing new ones every once in a while. Right. Um, we uh, had a request from a subscriber who heard my story on the Beliefful podcast mm-hmm. and they spent an hour and 30 minutes on it, and they wanted to know why we didn't do more. Dwell on it, right? Is our curtain moving? The, the curtain's yeah, moving we, we've got you. we've got a, a visitor and here. And it stopped. Yeah. It stopped as soon as I pointed at it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we were going to talk more yeah. about my story um, mm-hmm. today, give people, so you don't have to go over to another podcast to hear. And it, again, it was by request. And we'll talk more about the things that went on. Um, in terms of poltergeist activity, my story is actually kind of unusual because poltergeist activity usually only lasts duration of days. That would be the bulk of it. And then midterm, you know, weeks or months is another small percentage. It is very rare for something to go on for a year and another year. And yeah. it's actually very rare. Years so plural. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we thought we'd talk about my um, experience a little bit more, go in depth. Um, hopefully you you'll... leave... Uh... Some yeah, details out. Yeah, in our first podcast, um, and we never, it's our first podcast, we didn't really talk about how much time we'd take. And I didn't know if I should take 15 minutes, a half an hour, right? you know, what have you, right? So we're going to take a little bit more time here. And um, Dan and Danny, because they both know the story well, Danny was actually at the house for the investigation. Um, there's a lot of things I did wrong. And other people listening to this, you may be in a situation or in the future or now who may do some things that are wrong because I'm going to say now my situation lasted for years and I take credit for creating the environment that made it last for years. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. remember what uh, Michelle DeRoche Bingo. said. Bingo. Ties into your Facebook post. Acknowledgement is empowerment. Yep. And I know it's tough. Yeah, and I just made a Facebook post the other day. Uh touching on, you know, for, for people who are experiencing things at home and they're not comfortable with it, is you have to ignore it as best as you can. Yep. Because if you start yelling at it, start screaming at it, swearing at it. Guilty. You know, yeah, you, you still do it every once in a while, right? Yeah, I do. I get, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, you're uh, right, yeah. You have to shut her down. That's right, exactly. And I know it's tough because it's scary, but, I mean, if something slides across the floor, ignore it. If you see a shadow guy out of the corner of your eye, just ignore it. Yep. Because like a bully, the more he gets you, 
the more he's going to keep at you. That's right. And if you just ignore it, eventually it's no fun for him or the spirit or whatever it is lurking around. And they're like, oh, well, I'm not getting the rise or the emotional response that I want. And move and, on. And you're not, you're not, uh, they're not uh, feeding off your energy. That's right, exactly. And that's, and that's what uh, they did with you. And I think when we talk about my situation in more detail, you'll see that I was very much like a buffet. You know, mm-hmm. all you can eat, keep coming back for more, yeah. you know. Like, it, it'd be like a Chinese restaurant and sees a big guy like Dan there and say, like, you go home now. You go home. You, you, yeah. you. you. So, anyway, that's kind of what I was. We don't have to edit yeah. that. We'll we don't have to edit that. That's fine. That's just comedy. Anyway, we'll kind of go into my story more in depth. And these guys are going to kind of poke where, okay, John, this is what was wrong. And here's what we should have done. And then you guys can, I don't think we have to edit that. But anyway. Dumb f- <laughs> so anyway you leave that part in yeah. Yeah. no that's okay I've seen that on comedy shows. oh I know um, so now again Pardon my language I glazed over my situation so for the request for more information we're going to give it and then these guys here are going to point out to you the things that I did wrong so if we go back to day one met a woman we started to date and without exaggeration, the first time I was in that house for more than an hour, I felt like someone was up my back. And it got to the point, as you, you know, that you're dating and you keep going and what have you, that I would turn my head around because I'd swear someone was right behind me. Her daughter was, you know, always playing jokes. She was a young teenager. and We got along great. And you'd swear, well, that's got to be her. And you'd turn around. You know when you just know somebody's right behind you? Right. There'd be nothing there. Move forward. The relationship grows. And I can remember this as plain as day. So, you know, we're, we're the relationship serious now. And the first night I spent the night there, I went to bed and I then felt the weight of a big man or woman sit on the end of the bed. And you just, you could feel it. We all know what that feels like. And I jumped up because I didn't know what was going on. I literally jumped out of bed and there's no one in the room. Now, and then that woke, that woke up Lisa. Did like, you, you ever doing? think ghost at that time? No, though? no. Because no. I kept attributing a, it to... A skeptic, right? Yeah, I never... Even like if you go back and you talk about when I saw my dad, I didn't believe when I saw my dad later that that was me needing to comforting right. grief, right? Right. And so the first time it happened, I thought, okay, I attribute it to a dream. Vivid dream. And I woke Lisa up and she's like, you know, you're crazy. I could, no word of a lie, it would happen again and happen again. And... I'm going to say after about the fourth time, I began to make comments to her, this, this house is creepy, this something. But again, everybody look at me. Um, but she never felt anything, right? She never felt a thing. Right. Neither did her daughters. I even said it in front of them before, and they were like, what are you talking about? The first time that something really happened that made me go paranormal, ghosts, spirits, whatever, right? And again, not knowing anything about the topic. Uh, at the time, she was an operations manager for a cable company. She had a phenomenal cable package. I mean, every channel you could ever want. She got it for free, right? Right. So they were going out shopping, and they're like, come on. I said, I'm not going shopping with you guys. They're picking up clothes. I yeah. care less, right? I'm going to stay here, and I'm watching UFC and auto racing and everything you can think of, right? Right. And Golden Girls and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Nice choice. Yeah. Programs. And, and so. Um, it's John. <laughs> we're not going to go that in depth into it. Um, so. Uh, I'm, I'm there watching TV and all of a sudden it starts and this is winter time so you know it's like January the house is cold up here in Midwestern Ontario everything's closed up and I hear what sounds like two doors start to slam and then it keeps going and I remember I took the volume off thinking that it had to be something on the street and then I'm cluing in after about 10, 15, 20 seconds I'm going to say that it's actually this is in the house the first thing that went through my mind is that her youngest daughter didn't leave. And I was so engrossed in whatever was on the TV that I didn't see that she went upstairs. So I yell up, call her name out. This keeps, it actually, if anything, it started slamming louder. So then I finally run up there and I'm like, you know, you little bugger, I go up there. And as soon as I get to the top of the stairs, it stops. Do a quick little look around, nothing, right? Go back downstairs, I'm a little creeped out, but again, this is the first time in my life I ever experienced something like that. I remember I looked down the hallway as I went, and I could see the bathroom door is partly ajar, and one of her daughter's bedrooms is par- partly ajar. I go downstairs. 
hit the volume. I remember I sat there for a couple seconds going like, what the heck was that? And I was, I did my luck walk around, confirm the windows are closed so it wasn't the wind. And then I'm down there and it wasn't 20 seconds. So I just sit back in the couch, volumes on, carry on. And all of a sudden it sounded like every single door in the upper level was slamming. And I mean slamming loud. When I went to recreate it to explain to her what had happened, I had to literally take the door and give it to make it slam, right? right. And so you vision three bedroom doors, two bathroom doors, closet doors, yeah. all going off at once on that upstairs. And I'm not going to lie to you, I probably sat there and I turned the volume off and I'm like, holy crap, right? It intimidated the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Because the only way you could actually do it if it was going to be people. You need five different people. You need, you need at least five people, right? Yeah. Slamming those doors. And I paused. I remember I stood up and I waited probably 20 seconds before. And then actually, at some, I actually got angry, started running up the stairs. And when I got to the top of the stairs and it was slamming like crazy going up those stairs, the minute I got to the top of the landing, and you guys both know you've been there, this little small landing yep. stopped instantly. And the first thing I noticed is the bathroom door is in a different position than it was when I was up there last time. And so is that other bedroom door that I looked at. Now, this time, I was like a CSI. I went everywhere. I went looking under beds, in closets, behind doors. I kept thinking somebody's going to jump out. Nobody did. I come down the stairs, and I remember I sat there in silence. I didn't even, and I kept waiting for it to happen again. It didn't. I remember Lisa walked in the door with her daughters, and I took her aside, and I said, there's something going on in this house. And she just looks at me in disbelief, right? Like, come on, give me a break. And, of course, now I've opened a beer. And I told her, I'm sitting down here watching TV. And I said, your doors, every single door was slamming. And like, I'm shook up. And her thing, she looked at me and she goes, how many of those have you had? <laughs> well, <laughs> not, this, a, not enough, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one I'd open, right? I was just, and from there, it, I would always try to steer things to my house. Like, come on, we'll go to my house. I, I just got mm-hmm. really uncomfortable in that house. Um, I began to, in the beginning, I'd start to see the shadow people at the side or the, the little, little corner mm-hmm. of the eye. Anyway, move forward. The relationship becomes serious. It's clear we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. We start talking about um, where we're going to live. And I told her right off the bat, I'm not living in this house. I will not live here. And she's like, yeah, I know. It's haunted. But I said, cool, I'm not living here. So then we decided to go to my house. I said, I'll sell my house. You sell yours. We'll buy a house. I don't care, but I'm not living here. Hmm. But we decided on my house. But she wanted to do some renovations because it was an old house. And she bought it as a fixer-upper. But there was no work done, minor work, not a lot. So she wanted the upstairs bathroom done and the kitchen and main floor area was the big thing. So when I started doing the rentals, like I said in the first part, that's when it really started to take off. So to give you an idea, I started ripping off lath and plaster in the kitchen. So that was the original old stuff that was in there. Um, I was standing there, I remember, and I'm breaking up this drywall. Curtain's moving behind you again, too, it, by the way. Yeah, it, it could be, maybe, hey, Big John's coming in to hear the story. Maybe. You, just, you were there. Relax, buddy. It just stopped. <laughs> and um, so I'm, no word of a lie, where I'd stand in the kitchen, it'd be like somebody was underneath me and smoked the floor with a sledgehammer. And you guys know the basement is just a crawl space. There's oh, nothing yeah. down there. There's nobody down there. It's not a regular use or nothing. And then I'd move to another spot, and it would happen again. Successive days. Then as things started to carry on and you're doing more renovations, began to have tools fall off counters. I talked about that in the yeah, first pod. Things going missing. and Things start going measures. missing. And so I think, and this, and you guys can, can agree with me here, I think, one of the first mistakes I made when things went missing, I began to walk in the door because now I'm intimidated, right? I got the floor being hit, mm-hmm. um, tools falling off of counters that can't be explained, and then, of course, things starting to disappear. The big one was measuring tapes. Measuring tapes will go missing. I was only working on the main floor. I remember I'd go, and Lisa hadn't been in the house in four days. But I'd go upstairs, and there'd be the measuring tape would be on the middle of the floor in one of the bedrooms. Hmm. So when I take it back downstairs, I began to walk in the front door and to boost myself up because I'm not going to lie, I was intimidated, and I would begin to swear at the house. And I would, you know, hey, bitch, what are you going to do today? That was one of my popular lines, right? Hmm. And as we talk about acknowledgement, well, there's your first mistake, right? Yeah. I'm acknowledging, and I'm also showing fear. And I would go in, and no word of a lie, the tools would be made missing. It also seemed to be, it was almost like it was an intelligent haunting, if you will. 
So, for example... Yeah, it's not a regi- residual thing. No, God. They so, know you're coming and they're preparing themselves. And, and here's the creepy thing about it. If the tool of the day, whatever job you're going to be doing, you're doing mm-hmm. taking apart plumbing, you needed that plumbing wrench. Right. You show up at the job site, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It'd be in a different location. It'd be put somewhere else. It got to the point where I'd put all the tools and call the tool spot. And Lisa was like, oh, my God, you're so anal. But I would say, like, when you're done, you put it back here because I was spending so much time looking for tools. And it was like literally, so you're going to do drywalling. The trowel's gone. Can't find the drywall compound the next day when you're going to do do your mudding and all that kind of stuff. Couldn't find the screw. Like it was like this thing new. Okay, that's what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. And what can I do to drag this out? And again, while I'd be doing all of that, if I was on the main floor, I'd hear banging upstairs. It was almost like it wanted me to go upstairs. Uh, if I was upstairs... I'd hear tools crash off. And so, as I said, I began to swear at the house. I remember at one time I went off on a rant. And, like, here I am, again, a non-believer. I now know there's something out there. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I really don't care. I just want to do this and get done. And I remember just giving a rant. Like, this room, and I remember saying this out loud, was a shithole. And I'm fixing it and improving it. I don't understand why you're harassing me like this. And nor of a lie, I did that and. Saw fell off the counter. It was just like kind of like bleep you. Wow. And then I began to get belligerent. And I told when you and I were doing the investigation at the house, I said, right by where your head is, there's a beer can and a stud in that wall. Inside the drywall. Because I would, when I put the drywall up, I would put a beer can and go, here, how do you like that? And that's how belligerent I got with this place. <laughs> so now we think back on the spirit, Big John, mm-hmm. and I'm just antagonizing the hell out of him. So for whatever reason, he was dwelling in this location still. He was grounded or earthbound, whatever the terms that people give. And here I am, a guy who was always looking for a fight, and I'm giving it to him. And as the began to continue on with the, the renovations, more things would happen. Tools disappear. No word of a lie, we used to have multiple measuring tapes because that was the big one. And it got so bad around the corner, there was a little hardware store. One time, all the measuring tapes disappeared. I had to go to the hardware store, buy one. Come back, no word of a lie, on the very top of the tool pile, there's two measuring tapes. It would have been impossible for me to miss them, but they were gone. Wow. So, like, this thing was doing everything he could to get, okay, give me some more energy. Yeah. And so, of course, what did I do? I ranted, I sweared, the whole, you know, the whole nine yards, yeah. right? You gave in. That's right. So then we move to where we get to the very end, and this is the part where I focused on. I go upstairs. i got to lay a few tiles in the bathroom. After that tile is laid... I'm done in that house. We literally put the for sale sign, for rent, whatever she was going to do, and I'm done. I walk up the stairs, go into the master bedroom. There's a narrow cylinder garbage can. And as I walk past it, it begins to vibrate, and then it begins to shake. And now we're talking shaking. It's going at least eight inches back and forth. I can't believe it's not falling over. Kicked it, looked in it, you know, thinking there's a raccoon, a squirrel, or something, right? There's got to be something in there. Then... As everybody recalls, and you guys know because you've heard it, and you're like, oh, great, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I look into the bathroom, and I don't know why, but I was actually thinking of leaving because that bugged me, this garbage can. Like, I knew that was not a natural occurrence. A vehicle going down the road, a tractor is not going to make a garbage can do that. No. And then I saw the nail levitating, and it literally kind of, I think it came. Off the bathroom vanity, right? Yeah, and, it, and I don't know how far it traveled in the air before I picked it up, but I saw it move at least four feet into the bathroom, and then it just drops. And I remember, and then I'm now I'm in shock. I'm like, okay, whoa, what the hell's going on? And then you can see a piece of paper just fly off the vanity. But it'd be like somebody grabbed it and just whipped it. I mean, it was just like d- disgust. Bedroom I'm in goes to ice. It was summertime. Um, we had all the windows closed because we found the glue dried quicker with the windows closed, a little bit muggy outside. So it wasn't like the paper got a gust of wind. Or, no. And there's no AC. We're talking about a hundred and something year old home. Um, I'm standing there in shock at what I've just seen. I remember I, all of a sudden I can hear footsteps. Like just like, boom, somebody running, right? And that bathroom was kind of long and skinny. And when you're standing in the middle of that bedroom, you can't see when you hear the first footsteps come from that far side mm-hmm. where the tub is, right? And then all of a sudden I'm expecting some guy to come running around the corner. And next thing you know, there's nothing. And, but I can hear it going across that bedroom. And you know what those floors like? They're laminate wood floors, right? And they're just boom. And I remember putting my hands out, like, I'm going to stop this thing, right? Like, that's coming at me. And then I'm covered in a cobweb sensation. I also feel static all over me. I maintain to this day that was where that 
this spirit attached to me because I had this like seemed like wherever I went after that he came with me right um, and <clears throat> I remember wiping my arms wiping my hair it's not going away and then I just went I'm out of here and I ran out the bedroom door and as I got to the top of the stairs um, I got pushed I all to my grave I got pushed I didn't trip I didn't stumble nothing barely caught the banister on the right hit the wall kind of somehow got my footing then I got kept going down halfway down I got pushed so hard again on my right shoulder that I began to wipe out and I was a heap at the bottom of the stairs and then from there left the building called Lisa she never believed in any of the stuff none of it would when she would come for the little bit that she'd be there for the rentals nothing it was like a dream right but because I had my own business I had all this flexible time I'd go on a Wednesday a Tuesday whatever she had to work mm-hmm. um, I phoned her she knew right away she like she said like a year I was in hysterics I mean like I just you know I just had something come at me from a room but I couldn't see it uh, watch a garbage can shake I got pushed downstairs I know I didn't trip I felt my shoulder get shoved and at that point up until we started doing uh, investigations again there when the house was empty I'd never been in that house alone again mm-hmm. when I put the tiles down she came with me uh, anytime I went there people had to be there um, the one time I went there by myself there was a tenant in the house and I only stood at the doorway and I, if I could find the guy I don't know where to find him he was rattled and he said I need you to get an electrician but he needed me to come to the house he, had, like, he wouldn't tell me over the phone he said no I need you here and I said okay and, I, and right away I got okay He's being tormented. And I remember I stood there at that doorway, and he just said, I need you to get an electrician. Because he said, all the breakers in this house are flipping. And he said, and he's a handy guy. Right. He said, a breaker cannot trip if there's no load on it. Mm-hmm. And he'd go up to use, and it was almost like he's being tormented. He said, I go up to flip on a light in the bedroom, and the breaker's gone. And it would just be that one bedroom. And he'd go downstairs, you go through the rigmarole, that trap door, you know, the whole, the stairs, the stairs that you had fun with going down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I fixed it. It's no big deal. <laughs> oh, did you? And Dan broke a stair going down when we yes. were doing our investigation. The there. last step. Yeah, last step. And oh. uh, he'd flip that breaker, go back up, and then the next, it'd be, and the electrician went, and again, the electrician couldn't, and this is the theme with this house, an electrician couldn't explain it. Tested everything, everything's fine. We'd have plumbing issues, back, backing up toilets, almost like the Amity thing. Showers backing up, toilets backing up. Get a plumber to go in, they can't find any reason. It was almost like the house protest every it was time. just water coming up? Water and gray water one time. Yeah. Was it was it like black ooze? Or no, it wasn't like that. No <laughs> ectoplasm no. or anything like that. <clears throat> so the house was done. And again, and this is where it goes to like, this was like almost like what was harassing me. I'd say he was. it was intelligent. So I remember I'm sitting in my living room. And it's three days after this house has been done, and I don't have to go there anymore. Then Lisa's selling or renting, whatever, I don't care, I don't have to go. And I remember I literally had just said to myself, you know, I sat back and thank God this place is behind me. I don't have to go here anymore, right? It's in the rearview mirror. And no word of a lie, it was like kind of like from my TV to my sliding glass door, out walks this giant shadow man. And he just walked. And I remember I'm in shock. And the first thing that went through my head, because the sliding glass, I thought actually I had somebody coming in the house. And I remember I kind of leaned forward. And then I realized this is all black. And it walked out. And I had, we have a little like little couch that comes out. And it just walked beside the couch. And I'm going to say it was one, two, four steps in turn. And now it's in the middle of my room. Almost where, if you look on the Facebook page, where Dan posted the pictures of Big John's footprints. Mm-hmm. Be almost, except facing... Facing you. Facing north, like facing me. The back wall. And it just stood there. And it didn't move. And it would be, again, and I've described it like, like take Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. paint him black, and just stand him in the room. When it would move, I could see the arm move. I could see the head as it turned to face me. And it just leered at me. And now if you think about that room, if I want to leave, now when you saw he's it right in the middle. The yep. first time, yep. the shadow guy, what did you do? I, I, I got up to get out of the room. But, you, but he was blocking your way. And then, uh, so now, the only way I can literally, I've got to go either through him or within, With if you think feet. of it, arm's reach, right. right? And the thing about it, which was so intimidating. And you were home alone? when? when no, everybody was in bed. Oh, so it was at night? It was at night, okay. and the, the TV's on, kitchen lights are on. I'm in, not in darkness, but semi-darkness, right? Just, you know, from the TV glow yeah. or what have you. Yeah. And that's why at first I thought somebody actually walked into my house through the sliding glass door. And... The thing that was so intimidating, as it walked, you could hear my floor heave. 
Like it was like a big, huge guy walking. And that's where I'm like, holy crap, well, I got somebody walking into my I house. I heard it too, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, and it just turned and faced me. And I remember I went to get up because I'm thinking I got a guy in the room. And then when you realize, okay, well, we're not going to be, you know, I, I, I remember it in my head, but I didn't do it, thinking I grabbed that fireplace poker. Because, mm-hmm. like, this is not, I'm not going to jump up and grab this guy by the neck if it was a real person. Right. You know, it, it would be like me jumping all over you. Yeah. But add a foot to you yeah. and, you know. Giant ninja. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so that was the intimidating part. And then it was just all, but there was no features. So when I looked at the face, there was no eyes. Um, there was no, couldn't see a note, but it was just the perfect outline. But as it would turn its head, I remember when he was turning to come to look at me, I could see the profile of a nose. Like it was all there. Hmm. And then he just stood there, and and I remember, and I just kind of, I was kind of half out of the chair, and I'm in shock. And I'm going to say the whole thing lasted 20 seconds, and I'm probably now like, a, you know, the heart rate's going to be going ape shit, right? Sure. I remember when it left, I was shaking, so that's an adrenaline dump, right? Yep. And no word of a lie, then he just turned, and he walked towards my stairs, and but he didn't go up them, and he just kind of vaporized into the wall, gone. Hmm. And I remember I just sat, and I didn't know it, and I remember once I got my wits about me, TV off and I ran up into bed you know and I remember I just ran up the stairs and that began no word of a lie that was a daily occurrence after that I would see that thing daily day or night and whenever I would see it it would be for maximum effect and what I mean by that is you know sometimes in my house I got that wall that divides the kitchen and the dining area yep. as soon as you walk around that wall boom he'd, be, he'd come out of the wall just like so it was almost like to make you jump Yeah, wouldn't be like he'd be at the far side of the house and oh there he is It'd be like you're literally feet from him. And, of course, then I'm, what am I doing? I'm backing out of that room, right? Um, and, again, we start talking about the things that you do wrong. So I'm acknowledging it. I'm running out of the room. I'm not just walking away. I mean, I'm running out of yeah. the room. I'm probably saying the F word, get out, leave me alone. Um, then I remember <clears throat> when you think things can't get worse, and I'm all intimidated by this, the first time it happened, middle of the day, I'm walking to my fridge, I'm just going to go get something. And I got smoked in the back. And I mean, I got smoked. Like punched. Oh, big time. Like in your low back. And it was, I got punched. And I, like it moved me. And I remember, and so I flip around because what's the first thing that goes to your head? You got an intruder. And there's nothing there. And that began this process of where I would get hit almost daily. Um, when I was hit, you did not see him. So it wasn't like I saw a shadow guy hit me. But when I was being intimidated visually, it was a massive shadow person. Right. Um, I remember, and, and this is going to sound funny now after all the stuff that we've done and the things that we think are cool, but at the time, mm-hmm. and like again, we're talking about, this is seven years ago, right, when this, this all started. Right. And my whole ordeal went on for two years before I reached out to ship, Strange Happenings, Investigators of Paranormal, because I knew I had to do something because I was going downhill big time. Mm-hmm. Drinking too much, not sleeping, affecting me at work, everything, right? Um I remember I'm in the kitchen, and I remember, and this is the part of it, this is where, and I talked to you about implanted thoughts and all kind of stuff. It was almost like this thing was in, tapped into my head, and that's where I said where, where I got that spiderweb static sensation. That's where I think it was almost like it attached to me, right? And I remember at the kitchen, we'd finished dinner. I, got, I said, I got the dishes. Don't worry about it. And everybody was got the TV cranked up, and I'm in the kitchen at the sink. And I remember thinking, hey, I haven't, seen and I went and said I think I said uh, jackass today mm-hmm. and then no word of a lie all of a sudden you hear on my stairs going up to the side of my house where my door is can hear the heaving of somebody walking and motion sensor light clicks on and all of a sudden and this is the other thing too he blocked the light whenever you go by light and all of a sudden here's the massive shadow guy and he my side side door has a window in it and I can see him and now he's walking and I can hear every footstep he's making. And I think the girls were watching like something like The Bachelor or something. So they're hooting and hollering. Right. They're not even in tune with what's going mm-hmm. on. And he walks, and I can hear my deck heaving. And he walks. And to give you an idea, and like, Dan, you've been in my house. Yep. The kitchen where the window is, his shoulder came to the top of the window, and he stood. And then he just stood there. And I got this massive sense of rage. And then... As this is going on, and I'm, in, I'm frozen, I couldn't move. I was just in shock. I can hear my daughter, that she went to her bedroom. Or if I got it right, she had bowed out of the bathroom, and she was in her bedroom asleep. I don't remember. This is like seven years ago. 
And then he started walking across the deck towards her room. And that's where I unfroze because I'm thinking, oh, my God, my daughter's room. And I remember I ran in there. And if I remember correctly, she was laying on the bed. She was asleep. And I ran, hit the motion of the spotlight, and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. But I heard him. I saw him block the light from my motion sensor light, and I could hear every step he made. And again, it was like I remember saying, I haven't seen Jackass today. Like, hey, maybe he's finally leaving me alone. And I'd be hit at night to the point where I'd be bruised. Um, when I began to know that I had to get help, I woke up one night screaming. My foot was in the air, and it was being squeezed so hard I remember I was screaming. And then when Lisa woke up, John, John, and she's going, like, it's a dream, right? And I said, no, no. I'd, yeah, and then I, I, yeah, it's a dream. I was about to say it, but sure. the next morning. To make her feel better, too, yeah. right? Yeah, because oh, yeah. nobody experienced and, and I would drop hints at dinner. Hey, did you guys hear that? Yeah. Nobody heard nothing, right? Nobody heard a word, right? He also used to walk up the stairs, and he'd, he'd affect my sleep because my stairs creak every step. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then you start getting paranoid. Well, what if it's not? Yeah, what if it's, it's some, an actual person. Yeah, and so then you click on a light and he's not there. And that's where I was like, I was, I was getting you're a like... a basket case. Oh, I was. I was a mess, you're like right? A, you're like a cat on the hot tin roof, right? That's right. And then so. that becomes a self-fulfilling thing, right? <laughs> right. You, okay, you know you're not going to get any sleep, so no sense going to bed early, right? And you then, started drinking a lot. And yep, began to... And then there was times where I would sit there with some Jack Daniels and think, you know what? Enough of these. You go to bed, you're not going to feel nothing. No. But guess what? Yeah. You do. You do, yeah. Um, a really good night, I'll give you, a, and this is not a word of a lie, a good night for me was as if somebody woke you up gruffly. Mm-hmm. Like, just give you a shove, right? And right. I made a joke in the podcast that like, maybe waking me up for a good time, but no. I, that he, never happens. No, <laughs> that never happens. No, no. Uh, just hint, hint. But, um, yeah. It, and, but my biggest thing, and you guys would, I think, would agree with it, what you guys know and the investigation you've done. Every time something would happen, I would either have mentally or verbally, usually verbally out loud, like I would be swearing at this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm giving him everything that he needs, right? Yeah, yeah you're feeding him. Yep. Yeah. And it also, too, if we talk about it, now, Dan, you and I have got a really good feed on this guy. This guy would have been the guy, say there was a dance and was drinking, he'd have been the guy that'd be more than happy to get into a fight he'd pick the fight he'd pick the fight right yeah. and so guess but what he would have buddies with him That's yeah he, he would he yeah he, exactly he'd be that guy who didn't have a girlfriend yep but he'd be with the other three or four losers in the corner drinking yep and he'd pick out you know a someone he knew he could take on easily. that's right that's right and uh the fight would be on and there i am and there i am i'm giving this guy a fight yeah and i'm out of my league because i don't understand this i don't know what it sure. is and the whole bit and then part of it and all this while this is going on there's a part of me that's going, that actually, you know what? This is you're going crazy. Yeah, you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. But then, you, you remind yourself, okay, how did I wake up with that bruise on my leg after I know I was hit? I woke up yelling. Yeah. How can you do that when you're crazy, right? Yeah. And and that's that's kind of where it went from there. Mm-hmm. We're going to so. take a bit of a break, and we'll continue with uh, John's story in detail. Uh, I've been doing a great job and so some far. Critiquing. Yes, so this Phantom Faction podcast, hit that subscribe button. We'll be right back. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome back to part two of episode 12, and we're discussing uh, John's episodes that uh, he's had for the last, well, seven years, John? Yeah, been quieter the last few years, but the first two were... Well, back yeah. then you didn't understand. No, not at all. Right? No. So uh, now we're getting to the point in the story where you wanted to get help. That's right. Exactly. I knew I had to get help. Right. Um, so after the foot incident, I was woke up and my foot was squeezed. Um, I'm going to say within a few days of there, that's when... Um, that spirit would talk to me. I mentioned to you he would start to, to talk to me, right? And I remember I had, I was downstairs doing something, and I just had this voice just came to me. It was, and I can't tell you if I heard it in my head or in my ears. I don't remember, but it was just um, this voice that said, "Like I'm, I'm in charge." And, and I remember I went, "F you." That's I just, I just threw that out, and then um, I began to get chest pressure. And it really got bad. Like, I mean, it, I started to get it worse and worse. And he was also saying, I could kill you when I, if I want. Yeah, and, um, and because it's such a long story, but when I started getting hit, I started getting, like, this stuff like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, I'd, I'd hear that. Those implanted. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it, it, you know, and and I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to cause you a heart attack. That was the big one. I'm going, I'm, you're going to have a heart attack, and I'm going to kill you. And then I remember, so I told this thing like f off, and I got chest pressure. And then I got this, see what I can do. And I remember I sat down because the chest pressure was that bad, right? And then um, I remember, and and it wasn't because I was just like, you know, I'm going to be a tough guy or something. All I, I, just, I remember I said f you again to it. I just f off, right? And the chest chest pressure got worse. And I'm literally at the point where I'm going to try and scream, like, oh, like I, I need help, right? I'm, and then it just let go. And I mean, instantaneous gone. And uh, and just, I'm in charge. And it, it just, and it, then it, I felt like that energy left the room, right? Hmm. And again, of course, what do I do? Like, book it, get out of the room. And that's when I knew I had to get help. And I was watching a local cable program talking about an investigation group that Tony was a part of. And I think Tony had just begun ship. Mm-hmm. But that's how I got a hold of Tony and got him out to the house in Ripley. And I wanted him to find out. Like, And I, and I was really tight-lipped because in the back of my head, I kept wanting to, this is not paranormal, you're going crazy. I chickened out of telling my doctor. I almost told my doctor one day. And I, but thank God I didn't because I probably would have been in a rubber room with a real tight-fitting jacket. Um, <laughs> you look good in white. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I like my arms arranged differently. But And so then Tony, that's when Danny, you guys came out and came back. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of... And then then I invited Tony to come to my house, and I told him the rest of the story. So I'd only talked about Ripley to him. And Tony yep. said, if I recall, that... And he used to be in the Navy, yep. and he's dealt with a lot of people over the years that he said you look like a PTSD oh yeah uh, when he first met me yeah like uh, yeah. a sufferer of PTSD and I was like because I was you're drinking a lot you weren't getting any sleep you're stressed yep. out Stre- I, I think um, the biggest one was lack of sleep and the, and the thing too would be like yeah you're thinking any moment you can get punched in the face or kicked or slapped no word of a lie or told that you're you gonna know, die you, your home is your you castle know. and all that kind of yeah, for me home was my hell yeah. Like, I would literally do things. But he would have followed you anywhere, though, right? That's right. That's right. Maybe. Yep. Like, if you had disconnected from the rental house completely, then maybe he might have left you alone and moved on. Yeah. Or if, in the beginning, when things started to happen, I couldn't explain. But when you, reach, you yeah. reached out to a psychic, she said that she was familiar with the spirit, too. That's and, correct. And he had caused other people in the area grief grief as well yeah exactly so, I mean, and then she talked a, about this is a much longer story than what we're going to cover today but uh, no exactly and she basically pointed out that you didn't get his warning signs you know yeah. when you're ripping up that that drywall and he's smoking the floor with that you know what it's felt like you, a hill yeah, he's telling yeah you, back it, off yeah it's my house knock it off you know like i wonder if i look back and let's say i had say all this started to happen and i began to and you know what's really weird right now I got this deja vu going on. Like I've talked to you guys about this, but this is I, honestly, I'm like, look at me. I'm getting good. Look at the goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, I'm looking at Danny, and I swear I've told this to Danny before. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like I'm getting this deja vu. Like I, I don't know. Anyway. Well, we have heard your story. Like, no, I, I no, but t- but I mean, like, you, you know, when you get that that deja vu, like you drive down a street and I've been here before. Right. I got that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine, like, say when all this happened, if I'd have just took it a step back. And said, okay, I don't understand this, but investigated, did a little bit of work, maybe got a psych, maybe got, you know, a lot. I think a lot of this could have been diffused. Imagine if you walk in there and you have somebody like Michelle DeRoche guide you, you offer some tobacco, and, you know, hey, I'm here with the best of intentions and the whole bit. That was for native spirits, though, right? Yeah, or, but she said also for tainted land, Mm. right? But but if you'd have gone in with a different, like, instead of going in and say, hey, bitch, like, what are you going to take from me today? What are you going to screw up today? And, yeah. like, you know, it, so when I look back on the whole thing, again, if you do a little bit of reading about pol- poltergeist activity, generally speaking, it's short duration, usually. Midterm can be months. Mine was years. Like, when I called Tony, I'm going to say this has been going on for at least two years by then. And with no let up. Like, no let up. Was you it know? a daily occurrence? Daily. The only time that I'd get a break is you know you go down to the city to visit with family for christmas stay overnight somewhere right. i'd get a break i remember we went to a hotel somewhere for to do whatever to see a show watch tv or something <laughs> yeah yeah and uh <laughs> i remember i still wake it up feeling like there was a presence in the room but i never had nothing happen hmm. but when i was at my home big shadow guy come out and then once the hitting started it was every night 
Usually it would be on my legs. If I slept on my stomach, it would be on my back. Um, and, uh, or it would be the shadow guy would walk out. But it would always be, but it was daily. Right. Daily. And it was just like literally like it was wearing me down. And if you think back on it, if you want to give a man who's approaching middle age, mm-hmm. not quite there yet, we'll just stay, leave it at that. <laughs> if you want to give a man like that a heart attack, well, what's a couple of good ways to do it? Mm-hmm. Sleep deprivation and too much alcohol, alcohol and punching him in the chest. Yeah, probably. And then I probably wasn't eating right, and you know that wasn't everything, right? Yeah. So, well, stress, yeah. stress, stress, is stress one of the in general, things, right? and that's probably the most stress I've ever felt in my life. Right. Yeah. So, I but guess considering the, early when it first started, your life was was it stressful at the time? Were you no, feeding any stress? You were saying yeah. that you were getting happy. You you met a woman. You you know. You know when I look back on it. I had my own business, mm-hmm. and I was working forty hours a month. Right. So you imagine, like you're like in your late thirties, and you're working forty hours a month. The rest of the time is golf, play, have fun, right. travel. Like I had the world on a string, mm-hmm. and it's like I got with the spirit come along, and it changed everything. Performance at work went down. Right. Uh, you know, you when you're sleeping an hour or two at night, you're not the best at work. No. Now it was my own company. It doesn't matter. You still got to perform. Um, yeah, and it just it changed everything. And then the last thing, and, and Big Dan wanted me to comment on it, when I was doing the renovations in this house, I did get injured on my leg. And I was hitting a crowbar, pulling up flooring, and a shard of metal shot off and embedded in my calf. But it went in so deep, it was actually rubbing on my shin bone. Wow. And so I had to get that removed. And after it was removed... Turns out I was very unlucky. I was, I won't name the local hospital, but I picked up two hospital-borne bacteria. And that's when everything really, like, I mean, it got bad then. That's where I was seeing multiple shadow people. Uh, felt like you're getting beat up all the time. Yeah. Um, I actually had what we thought was a relapse, but I'm going to look back on it now and say it was Big John attack on me. Mm-hmm. I woke up thinking I was having a heart attack. The infection caused a pancreatic damage. And I thought I was having a pancreatic attack. You get to the hospital, no, it's not. Your heart's fine, EKG, you got a great heart. That's I'm very fortunate that way, but actually I have no heart issues of any kind. They couldn't find anything. And Dan said, make sure you tell this part. I remember I'm in the hospital, and I got chest pain, but they can't figure out where the hell the chest pain's coming from. Pancreatic enzymes were mildly elevated, but not enough to cause anything. And I remember I'm. they gave me something for pain because they could tell I was in distress. And all of a sudden, I see these three black-robed things walk into my room. And I remember, and I'm... And you're in a room by yourself. In a room by myself. Give you an idea, the nurses were so concerned about me, they put the emergency call thing in my hand. And when those things came in, I froze. And it was like I all of a sudden was paralyzed. Like sleep paralysis or something. That, exactly. And then I'm trying to put, and I can't move my body now. And I remember I went to try to say nurse, and I couldn't say nurse. It was nothing. And all of a sudden, then it was like they came beside me, two on one side. On the right side, there was two. There was On the left, there was one. And on the right-hand side, one. Could you see any features, faces? No. With these? It was just like a black cloak. Black cloak, but it was definitely like, like a cloak, right? Right. And again, when we talk about previous pods, where this is probably where all these they come to me and try to show me in a cloak because I was freaked out at that time. Right. But these things helped you, though. At the time, right. I thought they were attacking me. Right. But that's the place I was in the world. And they put their hand, one of them on the right-hand side put its hands inside my chest. And I remember I began to panic because so I'm thinking this thing's attacking me. One on the left began to put its hands inside me. And then I'm gone. But I woke up and my pain was gone. And I look back on this now is that whatever that was, whether that was guides Mm-hmm. distant relatives, whoever, they actually came in and helped me that day. Mm-hmm. And that's when my world began to slowly get better. That's was they, it, they just could have projected themselves as something a little bit more... <laughs> yeah. You know, it, a little nicer than three black robed figures. That's right. You know? it, but it, it did. But it was amazing when it happened. <clears throat> like Playmates. I couldn't... Or... Yeah. Play, <laughs> no, they, I didn't think they wanted to give me that much help. No. Um, you would have had a heart attack for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I look back on that, originally I thought I was being attacked. But as time went on, I actually think they came in and helped me. And whatever that spirit did that day that with the intention of, of hurting my, my heart or whatever, I believe that they were undoing. Mm-hmm. 
uh, whatever he was trying to do to me. And then from there, again, we go into I Got the Help, and then uh, Kelly, who was on our podcast, Kelly Elson, she was a psychic that came, and the minute Kelly came, the hitting stopped. And with Kelly and Tony's help, my tone changed. Okay, John, just like Tony was like, take it down. And I would start to talk, and he could tell I'm getting angry. And when did your your own psychic abilities start to develop? After I, so I was had that, that operation on my leg, and then I got the infection, right? Right. And I, had, and I was in the hospital for weeks when they, because they didn't even know, they couldn't figure out what was going on. Hmm. Uh, my doctor wasn't, I don't think, the greatest, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Then once I got out, went through recovery, it was long-term recovery, I'd lost a ton of weight. Um, then I remember I had to go back for follow-up, <clears throat> and I had to get my blood work done, sometimes daily, depending on what the numbers were, wow. sometimes bi-weekly. And then I remember I walked into the hospital, and I'm going down, and it's the Concordant Hospital, going down to the blood lab, and I remember this old man walked out of one of the examining rooms, and he was he looked like a patient. Uh, if I remember right, I think he even had a freaking pole, you know, your IVs on, if I yeah. remember correctly. And I remember as I'm walking up to him, something felt different about him. But I, and I remember I walked around him, and he was frail. And then I remember I just, for some reason, I had to turn back and I looked at him. And I remember I looked at him, and he kind of gave us a little smirk. And no word of a lie, as I'm still walking, but my head turned looking at him, he just was gone. Disappeared. Gone. And that was the start of me seeing spirits and the whole evolution to where I am today. Right. But it was that, and that's where, um, and a, hopefully the shaman that we're going to have on, who's the one who told me, like, um, that's, they call that an awakening, right? Mm -hmm. Some people call it um, the lifting the veil, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, and then I began to see stuff. Right. And then Tony was the one who picked up on it. That he said about the first time I ever tried it, if you will, he said, we're going to do an investigation. I just want you to think about it. Think about where... Our group is. Was this the farmhouse? Uh, it could have been. Yeah. It could have been. You don't remember. And and it, um, but anyway, all of a sudden I started, he just, and he said, just send me a text with what you're feeling, sensing, seeing, and the whole bit. And a bunch of the stuff I sent him was accurate. Bang on. And then from there it just began. It was almost like Tony encouraged me to develop it, if you will. Yeah. And then, and then from I there. I remember the first time that I'd heard of you, uh, we were going to do a, a pub in Fergus. And I guess you and Tony were texting, and you, yep. and you said, oh, what's going on? He says, oh, we're going to do an investigation tonight. And he didn't tell you anything about it, but you said, oh, you're going to do a pub or a restaurant or something. You said, there's an old man yeah. who died in the basement, yeah. and he's not happy you guys are coming. And we were like, holy crap. Yeah, and right. it was uh, Walter. His name was Walter. Right. He gave us his name on the EVP. Right. Because I said, uh, you know, can you tell us your name? And when we played it back, you know, he, he went, Walter. And he goes, now get out. Yeah. He had this thick Scottish accent. And yeah. I found out from a local historian that a man had died in that building 100 years ago in the basement. Right. So he was like, wow. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, i got to find out who this John dude is. And yeah. And, but I never would have <laughs> done it. The rest is all history. But Tony it. picked up on something. Yeah. He picked right. up on something. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, psychics um, always talk about a traumatic, a traumatic experience that they've had or an mm. operation or something that opened up. Uh, you know, like a brainwave or something that yep. uh, that allowed them to have that ability. So it could have been too, where you were opening up to these things and then have that traumatic experience. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and prior that to that, it nothing. Bigger. Yeah. The only thing I would ever say is that I used to get what I call deja vu, right. where like I remember I can remember lots of times people I'm sitting down with people a social setting, and a person began to talk and not telling a joke that you knew, but just talk about and I. It was almost like, and I'd, I'd get this. You heard it before. I, I, and it's, or you knew what he was going to say. Yeah, I knew what they were going to say, but it was funny. I would almost get um, this sound in my head, mm -hmm. and that's how I knew that I already knew what was going to happen. Mm. And it was kind of like, um, you know when you're, you would tune between stations, you get that funny, mm? yeah. it would be almost like that, and I'd hear that, and I'd go, holy crap, here comes my deja vu. And then something would happen, and it would be deja vu. And that's yeah. the only thing that would happen to me. Mm. But as far yeah. as if you said, hey, John, think about where we're going tonight. Yeah. I, I wouldn't try or care or I just couldn't do nothing but right. uh, it was that operation the subsequent infection and then the recovery during that period that's when it began to happen and it all began with that old man really frail and he looked like a patient but, right. he, but he knew he, he, he knew, knew you could see him and he knew he was 
Yeah. You know what? It's yeah. almost like that he was sent out. Like somebody said, okay. Um, go out and show yourself. Okay, Wilbur, go out yeah. there and because and, and, we're going to start this guy down the road. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, sure, I'll go. He gave you the little. Yeah. And he did. He kind of, and he did, you know, just like, <laughs> just a yeah. little bit of a smirk and almost like, you know, just like you did there. Yeah, like yeah. almost, and, yeah. and then he just was gone. gone. Right. And showed up as a patient because you wouldn't be scared then. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Because it'd be something you would yeah, see in the hospital. didn't show just, up as a just black a, hooded figure. Right? Yeah, he was so. just a frail old guy. Right. And as I honestly, I think he was pushing an IV pole, if I remember that. Right. Oh. You know, And I remember I, I waited for him to actually go out of the room. And then I was room for him to go by. But when he went, there was something about him. But he looked just like you guys, like solid. It wasn't like he was kind of, in it, but something made me look back at him. Right. And he gave me that little kind of a smirk and a wink, and he just told me he was gone. And I remember I went, oh, okay. What you know, yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, I think the the long and the short of it is, I think people listening to that story based on the things like and your your post on Facebook because we never talked we we're going to do this. No. It was perfect. Acknowledgement is power. Well, what did I, I acknowledged everything? I ran from it. I hid from it. Um, I would dawdle around not to go home. Like uh, okay, go shopping and oh, I'll swing by over here because yeah. I didn't want to go home. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And then you turn to the drink to sort of try to forget it, but it that's didn't right. help. No, if anything, that probably, you know what? That's yeah. probably, that, that spirit probably loved the drink. Yeah. He might have been part of the influence that made me want to Well, drink, they right? got an EVP saying, oh, I like, I like beer, right? Yeah, that's and right. It was him. Yeah, that's right. Because we, so, we, yeah. and every time we do an investigation, we if can. we talk about, do you guys want a drink? There would be a comment yeah. immediately. Oh, beer, mm, beer. And, yeah. 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 Beer and smokes. And you know yep. what? That's half your story. You still have so much more to tell, and maybe we'll we'll continue. Yeah, we can we can dwell on it. But yeah, he he still hangs around a little bit. I was telling the guys before we recorded. I've run into him. I've had dealings with him. He's he's smacked me and he he shook my chair the other day on the deck. Yeah, you know. So he's still lurking around. He's looking for another ass kicking, is he? Yeah, I think so. I think (laughs) so. Um, But like again, you know, I carried on. I was listening to a podcast and I just carried on. That's. Where we don't understand what what is he doing here? Do, does he want to stay here on on the earthly plane? Who knows? Is is because he we, human? We, is we've he just we've literally got rid of him twice that right. we that we know of. Yep, yep. And he keeps coming back. And Michelle DeRoche said, if they want to come back, they will. Yeah, that's right. So maybe we just got to uh, keep after him and right. you know and. And I know I've asked you this before, John, and. We relate it to the house. Was it the house or did it attach to you, right? And I, I think this story is telling it was more grabbing you. Yeah. Um, I think it never would have grabbed me if I'd not been so disrespectful. Right. And But you're right. I think when it officially attached to me, mm-hmm. because I never had anything go on at my house until that day yeah. that it kind of grabbed me in the bedroom, but that, that static and spiderweb sensation. Right. And I think that's where he officially goes, okay, I'm with you. Because right. he's going to make my life a living hell now. Because I know when we officially did the investigation at your house, and which was quite funny when, because yeah, w- you I came was, and opened the doors. <laughs> yeah, I was gone. And booted yeah. it. That's right. I didn't hang around. I was, was terrified like, to be there. I did not like, like okay. to be there. Wow. Uh, yep. Very thick feeling upstairs when we first went up, and then it just kind of leveled off. It was fine. But you got tons and of EVPs. Got didn't tons you? of EVPs. Yeah. But the funny thing was, is even just sitting there. I was like, maybe it's not attached to the house, but it's attached to John, yeah. you know, because uh, it just, it seemed like there was something there at the very beginning, and then it just, it leveled off. We're just about out of time here on episode 12, and John, as we mentioned, that, it's just the beginning of the story, really. It, it continues on, so it is. we'll yeah. maybe talk about it on a future podcast as well, uh, of how things are continuing and going for you now. Yes, and we have some... Uh some other stuff that's going on with Dogman sighting from, Dogman. from John here. <laughs> yeah, so and we're going to be so, trying to investigate a yeah, Dogman. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're going to be going out to a property where John saw this strange thing, and mm-hmm. hopefully people will tune in for that, keep an eye out for that one, because I, can, I can't wait yep. to go out uh, looking yep. for this thing yep. too. Bring your recorder with you. and Send us your stories, you know, like don't be shy. Yeah, jump on the Facebook page and get on Messenger and send us a... Uh, Send us a story, or if you or if you've got a really good story and you want to be on the podcast, and I'm surprised no one has reached out to be on the podcast. Yeah, you know, if you've got Skype at home, we can we can get you on, or yep, or uh, over the phone, or 
if you're local, then we can have you come in and uh, be more than happy, right? So right. Uh, just reach out to us uh, through our Facebook page, uh, also our email address, Dan. Phantomfaction at Outlook.com. <laughs> oh, and I had a question from someone. The reason why we did that, because Danny originally, when he, we did, he had to edit it because he put Outlook.ca. So that's, somebody goes, well, why are you guys going on about that? And I said, that's the reason why. So yeah, so it's an know. inside joke. Inside joke, yes. Yeah, so I, did a, I did a bad edit on it, too, because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he put it in real quick. If yeah. you listen yeah. to that. Dot com. Dot com. But, and the, lastly, please, subscribe. We got a zillion listens, just so that people know. Like, we've got thousands, right? So, but we would love to see, because the more subscribers, the better it is for us. And it really helps us out for our podcast. So Yeah. And uh, the more people we, we reach, the more people we can help out. Bingo. And because we know that's part of the reason why we're here too. Yeah. And we early stages of actually helping out a listener right now. Yeah. And we'll get on to that on the next pod. Yeah. We'll talk more about it then. So we've got right. lots to talk about. Hit subscribe. Please. Hit subscribe, please. Like and follow on Facebook too, please. And see you next time. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.